Hello, hi, this is Nishant Malhotra and I'm with uh, Ms. Shilpa Pophile. Uh, Aztec, you know, uh, great to be here. Thank you for joining The Middle Road. Thank you for inviting me. Okay, so give a very brief introduction. Um, you, you, you are the Managing Director of Electronica Finance uh, Limited. It's a pioneer and a leading innovator in providing world-class sustainable solutions in micro, small and medium enterprises sector especially in energy efficient uh, uh, machine financing and in many ways i can say you're the innovator in india you're the ones who went yes, in yes yes that's true yeah. innovated and under your uh, fantastic leadership uh, electronica diversified into concentric sectors in micro lending uh, you have an asset size which is today 180 uh, million it's a, a huge uh, you know over a decade it's moved from 10 million dollars the uh, profit after tax has grown 18% CAGR over a decade. That's yeah. a fantastic achievement in the sector. And income has grown by 23%. Now, one of the most fantastic things uh, Electronica Finance has done is like how you've raised funding. Yeah, you know, you, you uh, recently encouraged capital, uh, uh, very uh, focused in, uh, in sustainability sector from New York-based Impact Investor Ad Advisory Company. They have invested about $14 million in your venture you have raised $10 million in, uh, yes. in a green masala. You know, we will come to yeah. that. This is something where we, I had made a brief presentation and this is a, one of the best ways of going to offshore yes. market and, you know, raising capital. And yeah. it's very innovative. I just loved it. When I heard your story, I said, we need to, you know, talk about this. Yeah. So about $10, $10 million, uh, the first NBFC, as a yeah. matter of fact, and responsibility, uh, you know, one of a very prestigious yes. company in climate change, uh, impact investor invested uh, in it so thank you and you're also a, a partner of SIDBI uh, yes. that's a very prestigious uh, yes. achievement that is for quite some time we are uh, dealing with SIDBI for more than 12 years now yeah so uh, thank you for joining and um, you know we have done so much of uh, work and uh, as, as I just take some of the uh, you know so, some of the analysis in uh, you know sm uh, small and medium enterprises micro sector yeah. um, uh, first of all you know not only you have been uh, India is actually 29% uh, of the GDP is today uh, coming from micro, small and medium enterprise sector and Indian government of course is trying to go to 50% of that and the Narendra Modi's program of uh, $5 trillion, that's one of the major enablers. And just to add to that, 40% of employment generation is through uh, MSME sector today yeah. in India. So that's a fantastic yes. uh, statistics and also I read a bit, 95% of the 20, uh, 28 million US companies are uh, in micro sector, forget about uh, no. the SME sector, in, so, yeah. Yeah, so how big that sector is. Yeah. So, you know, you're creating jobs, you've been like, I mean, you're going to underserved markets, you're doing a lot in sustainability sector, you've been, like I can say, the bellwether company, which companies go to be emulating. So, would you like to elaborate uh, how the process began? Okay, so uh, I will not go to a much detailed uh, description, but uh, because we have a background of more than 28 years in financing now, uh, we are basically part of a manufacturing group. So uh, this group was started by my father around 45, more than 45 years back, along with two other uh, directors. And we went into manufacturing these machines, these CNC machines. So these machines used to be purchased by 
very small customers typically job shop kind of uh, activities and those customers in those days it was very very difficult for them to raise uh, finance banks uh, are not generally eager to fund small customers those days it, it was even more <laughs> so and uh, that is how electronica finance came into existence basically to support our uh, group company customers uh, in uh, their to helping them in purchase of their equipments so that is how we started so our group companies were predominantly into two sectors one was machine tools uh, which are uh, dependent on auto and engineering segment and another was plastics so we were also into manufacturing of plastic injection molding machines so these two sectors we decided that why can't we fund these customers and why can't we fund customers who are buying machines from others also so that was the genesis of uh, efl you can say um, and later on we we thought that uh, the way we are financing in these industries maybe we can increase uh, this foray uh, into other segments also so we started developing looking at other uh, verticals which are into manufacturing itself so these include like textile machines then uh, woodworking machines uh, printing machines to name a few so these became various verticals of uh, efl so um, these uh, but all these customers were into manufacturing segment and in manufacturing we had a certain background because we were working with uh, these type of customers for quite some time in the group and we uh, i i would like to say that we we had that uh, expertise to assess these customers because these customers needs are very unique typically our customers are very small they are uh, uh, typically one man sure one person is managing everything in the business and they are technocrats they are mostly from engineering backgrounds so they uh, don't understand finance to a great extent so we thought that this is a, a real need of the industry this is a real bottom of the pyramid so we decided why not help out these customers in their equipment needs and later on we started developing other products also for uh, this this customer segment so you mentioned that you know they are technocrats was it much easier to you know you know make make them understand okay this is what it's going to be because they, they would be yeah. early adopters of technology yes, in a way yes. so very open to uh, yes. you know different kinds of uh, yes uh, so technology wise uh, what i can say is our customers were technology wise they were very good they had a fantastic products to offer but uh, finance wise the, the knowledge of finance is something which is generally lagging because in india at least and i think it must be the case across the world that uh, for professionals uh, finance knowledge is not actually imparted so they don't know much about finance they don't know much about balance sheets so if we ask any question to them about their financials they will generally say that why don't you ask my chartered accountant so that is the case even today many times because they know their business they, they know their products they know their customers but they don't understand finance to a great extent so uh, most of the time we take a, a consultant or guide kind of approach when we are discussing with customers and we try to tell them that what they should focus on what they should do going forward yeah i read somewhere there's a uh, in in india if you want to go to uh, i mean there's a 239 billion dollars of capital you know gap which uh, you know yes. come in and you're doing a fantastic job so there's something very unique about your company and something very really interesting you have a npa a non uh, uh, performing assets when you're talking which is less than 2% now that's an incredible story in india considering that yes. the average is 10% and you know nbfc is like even much went way beyond we had a huge yeah. crisis in between so uh, how how is this game changing thing how are you managing to keep nps less than 
Yeah, so uh, we have always been focused on uh, collections and recovery. Uh, means I can say that that is in our DNA. So we always used to say that uh, more than lending, we are a, a collections company because uh, in any lending business, what is most important is are you in a position to collect from the customers. So there are two parts of uh, this. One is of course selection of the customer. If you select the customer right, then uh, you are not likely to go wrong in terms of uh, your quality of credit. So customer selection is uh, the process is very thorough for us. Uh, there is almost three or four levels of checking of any customer because before we onboard them and that uh, pays the dividends, that pays us the uh, fruits because uh, we, we what we see is if you are uh, cautious and careful when you take the customer uh, with you, uh, then generally you don't face the problem of NPAs. Uh, another uh, part of this story is how quick and fast you are in terms of your collections. So the instructions to our field teams are that if any customer defaults, if he cannot pay you on time, you have to visit the customer within 48 hours time. So the time limit in which you should touch base with the, touch base with the customer is in hours, not okay. even in days. Okay, exactly. So if you are that quick and that fast, then you uh, then the urgency of payment is also there in the mind of the customer. So uh, have you sort of used a bit of technology looking at previous data? How do you figure out which customer? I, I went to your site and I understand a lot of times are secured loans. You look yes. at a huge credit history. But where do you think other people could have? Was it like too aggressive lending a lot of people were doing? And so uh, aggressive lending is one part. Uh, by nature, uh, Electronica Finance is a secured lender. So we typically don't like anything which is unsecured. Uh, that is, again, that is because of our pedigree and of our background. Uh, so we look for some so some kind of a security in any loan. Uh, we, very few times we take some unsecured exposures, but that is very cautious. Uh, so we look at the collateral security. Uh, as I said, we also look at uh, selecting the right customer. And also what we believe in is, uh, are you really understanding the customer? So according to me, that is very important because many times what we have seen is, uh, means uh, in our segments at least, we hardly see any intentional default. So customers will not default because they want to default. They become defaulters because of the situation. And uh, the situation changes because some of their estimations go wrong or what we have seen is they get into a very different, very uh, large project and that is why they come into problem. So if you understand your customers right, then again, I think uh, there is a very less likelihood that you will go wrong in your lending. So has has been there any previous experience which you which you think uh, you know helped you come out with an analysis? Okay, this is something which we should be doing while we are going to be giving out loans. Yeah. So um, so like if you take current situation when uh, auto industry in India is facing a challenge uh, challenge, and of course if our customers are dependent, few of the customers if they are dependent on auto segment, then they are going to face challenge because their business reduces. That is one. Their cash flow also gets delayed, and it is possible that uh, they can get into default. So in such a situation, uh, what we have learned through our experiences, if you are again um, with the customer in his difficult times also, then uh, generally you manage to uh, pass th help them pass through this situation. So we call that as uh, health check visits. So these are of course not uh, health check in the real sense, they are credit health check visits. So most of our people, they uh, visit on the fields, they meet the customers and they try to judge what is going on in the market. What is the situation? Is is the situation really worsening in any particular segment or any particular geography maybe? So this kind of knowledge and if this kind of knowledge, if you build in, into a system, this, this kind of processes are there, then you get some early warning signals also and you can act fast and you can come out of the problem quite quickly.
right because your tat is also less than a day you know it's very yeah. quick so you uh, so another thing you know you're a partner like i mentioned you're with sidbi yes. uh, and that's a huge uh, initiative yeah. uh, so there is a plan which is known as the credit linked capital uh, subsidy scheme which is launched in 2015 yeah. uh, under mr modi's government uh, and that's been a huge uh, success you yes. know they would like to talk about how did it enable uh, you know the whole uh, yeah. social ecosystem in microfinance so uh, this this uh, this credit linked capital subsidy is uh, in existence for uh, more than i think 7 8 years now so it is uh, it is for uh, customers who want to purchase capital goods and it is 15% of the loan amount but it is linked to the credit which is given to the customers and for the customers who are into msme segment 15% is a huge benefit so of course it is very attractive for the customers and uh, it helps them in um, actually going little aggressively in terms of their, their investments in uh, capital goods so it is a good scheme and uh, in between it was actually discontinued now uh, i think last one year or six months it is again restarted and you and you feel uh, because of the scheme you know there's been a sort of a tangible uh, uh, i mean of course many people would be just because of the scheme it might have just nudged a lot of uh, micro or sme segment to come out with a loan maybe they might not have ever come before Uh, so, so my experience is little opposite to this okay. because suppose if any customer uh, plans to invest only because of uh, subsidies available then generally his business model is not that strong okay. so what we we guide the customer is that you shouldn't uh, make your plan on the basis of subsidy which is available so your project uh, should be viable in itself yeah, it should not depend it should be self sustainable it should not be dependent on any government help because what happens is this is government funding ultimately there is a possibility that maybe you will not receive it on time or it will get delayed or these things also happen so customers cash flow should not be dependent on uh, this uh, subsidy receipt yeah we true but it's like more of a catalyst more yes, a enabler yes. right it's you an have enabler. to have a it is a sound business to ever you know go into that yes right? So now we come to, of course, you know, recently you had of of fourteen million dollars infusion from Encourage Capital. Now Encourage Capital is like very specifically focusing in India. They have done various other investments. They, I think, they have just recently closed a hundred million dollar uh, yes, solar is. solar funded project yeah. uh, fund, which they are talking about. Yeah. And uh, the other thing, which uh, but you know, coming to that before uh, you, you you have. Uh, I gone to the masala bond market. Yes, uh, you you raised about ten uh, million dollars, and one of the uh, uh, the one of the main reasons you got funded, of course, is from responsibility because mm-hmm. uh, India has a huge, you know, it, uh, the manufacturing industry is giving about forty five percent of the greenhouse emissions, yes. and you have been a leader in terms of coming out with very innovative uh, green funded projects. Yes, so I, I think this is where your one of the core competency lies. So one, would you like to uh, talk about about how this partnership is going to enable that and how you have also taken steps mm-hmm. in on you know, encouraging green uh, lending and you know yeah. how, how this is yeah so uh Uh, the funding the green masala bonds which we raised uh, from responsibility uh, actually when when they studied uh, what uh, our lending pattern uh, we we came to know of course uh, we knew it but actually it was proven on the paper that whatever machines we have been financing they are all energy conserving machines so we were able to prove to them that whatever uh, greenhouse emissions otherwise the customers would have uh, got uh, they are considerably reduced because of these uh, high high end machines which are technologically very advanced so because of that 
we could raise uh, green masala bonds again it was a unique transaction because uh, at this size means a 10 million dollar size generally masala bonds are not raised uh, generally the ticket size are quite large and uh, sizes are large and also mostly banks have raised it so for a small nbfc raising uh, this was uh, definitely a unique uh, feature for that project and also uh, the nature of the uh, transaction also was such that it was green masala bonds so green masala bonds was a first time ever in india so i think uh, it was uh, it was a good thing for us of course those days uh, we were just coming coming out of the crisis which happened because of uh, ilfs uh, uh, fall down and that helped us a lot in terms of our uh, uh, that in that period for our funding it was a great help and with encourage capital because there this fund is uh, solar uh, uh, fund so they have uh, actually um, what we have discussed is the, uh, most of the uh, focus uh, in uh, in near future will be on developing a rooftop solar as a new product for msme customers uh, right now uh, even if there is a uh, there is an awareness about rooftop solar funding uh, most of the customers are not uh, really very enthusiastic right now and in finance wise also financing wise also there are uh, hardly any players who are aggressive in uh, rooftop solar financing so we think it's a green field and uh, we have decided that we will take it up as a as a aggressive uh, major for uh, for us going forward and uh, the background of encourage capital is it's a, it's a impact fund uh, the one of the promoters is uh, james wolfenson so earlier this was wolfenson wealth management uh, james wolfenson had been uh, president of world bank for uh, more than two, two terms so oh, okay. that is a great pedigree and because this uh, because they are going to back us up in terms of developing solar finance we think we will be able to do a, a good job and also now uh, because the awareness is also increasing and prices of solar panels have have come down quite substantially now the customers are also quite interested in terms of uh, developing uh, putting up uh, rooftop solar for our customers it is going to be great uh, benefit because uh, their power consumption whatever uh, cost they are bearing right now will be reduced used very substantially so uh, we have taken aggressive targets for next 5 years in uh, in terms of solar financing oh fantastic so you talked about solar and that's just what actually was my next question i okay. already answered it so this is very interesting analysis because indian government by 2022 wants to put 100 gigawatt yes. out of that 40 gigawatt is like you correctly mentioned is rooftop solar yes and encourage capital has found that at least there's a capacity of 15 gigawatt and 9 billion dollars yes. what they are funding in so of course I, i i was thinking would you be going into that would you be funding it and uh, like yes, your, yes. Uh, you know so uh, we have already started tying up with uh, system integrators uh, for solar financing uh, so initially we will we will have a separate team who will be totally focused on uh, uh, rooftop solar financing but uh, focus is going to be msmes because we uh, believe that that is our core and uh, that is the genuine need also need of the hour and so uh, even if it is into service industry or manufacturing industry our focus of msmes is not going to change going forward yeah thank you so the green masala bond and that's something very interesting is yeah. because you go to the market and you said you do the 10 million dollar transaction yeah. no doubt you know you have usually big size uh, but the great part is like there was still a demand and you and you know responsibility one of the best investors yes. came to you invested uh usually a uh, green uh, masala bond would be very innovative because you're putting a currency risk also on yes. the investor and it's a great way of going to the market now how did that uh, you know sort of the whole uh, idea you know come in because uh, you know uh, this is something which is not being done which yes. is not being tapped yeah. and and you have been very futuristic in you yeah. know uh, tapping this market because yeah. in a way uh, this would be a 3 year bond no it's a 5 year for 5 year bond yeah okay. 
so uh, it is a it was a unique uh, product uh, i agree and when we started working on it almost uh, uh, i think we were working on it for more than 6 months around 8 months we were working on this uh, green masala bonds uh, race and at that time i also really didn't thought that it will go through because at uh, this level also at uh, this uh, um, you can say size it was quite a challenging thing but what we thought uh, is that if uh, we are sure that what we are financing is uh, definitely energy efficient and it is conserving energy for the customers then we will be able to raise uh, these green masala bonds and that so uh, the way we went about is we actually hired um, a third party agency who did the audit of all the assets which we are financing and, and deloitte uh, i think it was deloitte yeah. offense okay yeah so uh, no deloitte was the uh, they had they had arranged the funding but uh, there was a third party audit which happened and they actually assessed all the financing which we do and uh, we were able to prove that it is uh, definitely energy efficient so because of that uh, this entire funding we could fit into uh, uh, green masala bonds as an offering So, uh, so here I'm trying to understand is that because you follow sustainability very closely, you did your leadership course at Harvard Business School. Yes. You went to also ISB. Yes. So, did all the education and academics also help you to you know identify? Okay, this is one way of raising. Uh, because I recently read a report that the cost of average cost of capital raised is also less if you go through the yes. masala bond. Uh, so, yes. this is something which uh, did it uh, encourage you that uh, that uh, the <laughs> the education which you are mentioning was uh, is that. is quite a old story i can say more okay. than uh, 10 15 years so uh, what i think is uh, see uh, point is that you have to keep yeah, on innovating yeah, yeah. so let it be in, in your fundraising or uh, it can be in your uh, lending or in your uh, innovating in terms of uh, identifying different customer segments so uh, innovation i can th- say is in our dna that comes from our pedigree of uh, engineering background for the group where R&D used to be a day-to-day affair. So we also like to call that uh, as R&D of our own. So it is in in fundraising also. Fundraising can we look at uh, some different instruments? Can we look at some different modes of financing? So this SIDB arrangement which we are talk- talking about, it it is a credit delivery arrangement, and it is so unique that uh, we were the first NBFC who actually could do it along with uh, SIDB. So that was also one part of innovation. Uh, the various industries and products which I was talking about, all of them were. Uh, i can say innovated by us machine financing in those days was unheard of uh machine financing without any other pro- property as a collateral or any other collateral support it was uh, definitely unique so we like to think that we are quite innovative uh, one of our values is think original and uh, i i think we think original in that sense yes yeah, so this is very original there's no doubt about it you talked about sidb and you talked about r and d so have you uh, kept a benchmark that okay let's invest this percentage of money in in r&d because i think r&d is one of the most in, yes. you keep r&d specifically in a in, in a sector uh, which is so much driven by cap, yeah. captive investments Uh, was, would would you think uh, you are trying to uh, put a benchmark here so uh, in service industry because though our uh, background is manufacturing right now we are uh, afl it is in service industry, service industry so yeah. it is not as uh, in in terms of uh, part of our expenses or something but we have a separate uh, in uh, finance terms we call that as a strategy team uh, so at least for last 7 uh, to 8 years we have a separate strategy team who keeps on looking at uh, different opportunities in market so we we keep on innovating we keep on thinking which is the other industry which is the other maybe customer segment we should focus on or is there is there a way to offer new products to the same customer segment and maybe serve them better 
so that has been so it is not in terms of just a percentage of expense but a separate team always keeps on looking at opportunities in the market yeah and so we come to the actually the question which i had earlier of course you, you talked about other sectors you called institutional lending yes now that is a bit different from of course there are overlap sections mm-hmm. and you have core competencies yes. which would map here how is that been experienced how do you think that sector is sort of coming up so uh, again as i mentioned it was uh, uh, it was the brainchild of our strategy team when we started with institutional lending we called that uh, right now we call that as fig financial institutions group and uh, the idea was that there are uh, in those days and even now there are many new companies new new nbfcs who are coming up uh, in fact many new uh, microfinance institutions also they were coming up in those days and the market was expanding at a very rapid pace uh, so we thought that uh, these are also msmes but they are in financial services so why not start tying up with them uh, there were two uh, objectives to that that one was of course we wanted to increase our business and we wanted to support them another was that uh, many of these players were uh, uh, focused on a particular geography and they were present maybe in two or three states of india so it was a very good idea to tie up with them to finance them so that we got that expertise which they have of that particular geography so that was one of the great learning experience for us uh, they also had a few very interesting products so uh, i thought it was uh, it was a it, it is going to be learning it is going to be a win win if we can support them they also can contribute to uh, our business growth and uh, that that segment itself gave us a few uh, new business ideas Okay. So that that was a wonderful uh, yeah. addition to our portfolio i can say and we have fantastic customer base which are mostly mfis and a f- very few nbfcs so you got impact investing you have all you have more than 50 centers mm-hmm. in india now of course you talked about you're going to be going to sona panels are is there an idea of also going global you think you are at a stage now where you have a, a sufficient funding maybe in a year's time why not look at maybe uh, some parts in asia as, as a region or uh not for next 5 years i don't think because right now i'm looking at our size and looking at the opportunity which uh, india offers i don't think we need to look at uh, the complications of going overseas and funding in other countries uh, so one more uh, new vertical which we have started is uh, going to real small customers so these are uh, uh, very small uh, customers smaller than our regular customer segment these are kind of uh, chai walas and kirana shops and uh, uh, customers in tea stalls and those are into uh, service industry they are typically small businesses and they are into tier 2 tier 3 uh, cities of india so this is a new initiative for for us we have started around a year back uh, and we have started only with gujarat so in in gujarat we have 35 branches we will have 35 branches in this financial year and later on we are planning to enter rajasthan so rajasthan also we will replicate this uh, this model and we will have another 35 branches and then maybe we will look at one or two states in uh, southern india so india uh, india okay. is uh, itself it's has it's immense it's immense opportunities in terms of msme funding i know that uh, opportunities are uh, there in other countries also but i think uh, for next 5 years our hands will be full looking at what, what are the opportunities uh, we can have here and we have very aggressive uh, growth plans in terms of uh, uh, increasing the business in india itself 
so okay, this is great you talked about tier 2 tier 3 uh, but uh, you talked about you know uh, tea stalls and our uh, businesses which will not yeah. be built so how would you so usually take secured funding yeah. or what are the sort of uh, uh, security are you looking here for uh, so for here uh, the security is uh, in, in um, is here it is only on the basis of pro- property as a collateral it is either residential or commercial property of the customer so most of the times it is his uh, residence and uh, but the financing is decided on the basis basis of cash flow of the customer so uh, the entire assessment is uh, informal because there is hardly anything on paper these customers don't have income tax returns they don't have balance sheets so, so the assessment is on the basis of discussions and visual assessment so we have to assess what is his business actually really and on that basis we uh, we decide how much uh, is the funding uh, which we can offer to the customer and uh, generally the ltvs loan to value ratios are in the range of 20 to 30% so suppose the customer's uh, residence property is worth 50 lakhs and his cash flow support only 10 lakhs we will fund only 10 lakhs to the customer so okay. it is a phenomenal segment i can say the entrepreneurship which you see at that level ground level it is fantastic uh, it is means it is uh, Uh, it, you can't compare it with what you see in other organized sector or in the uh, bigger cities because none of these customers are uh, more educated they are not more than 10th or 12th past mm-hmm. and still the entrepreneurship which you see at that level is uh, very different so now we are talking about these then the rates also would be higher here and yes. so you think they they'll be able to manage that they are still making so the they the margins which they have in the business they can easily afford to of course our rates have to be higher because our ticket size is quite small here mm-hmm. so ticket size average is in the range of 4 to 5 lakhs so our rates are uh, comparatively higher uh, what otherwise we, we would have offered to the organized customer and uh, so when you're talking about your average ticket size you know before you went to this yeah. segment what sort of t- uh, uh, you know uh, are we looking at what what is your basic when so you talk in about micro uh, segment you are talking in machine finance mm-hmm. our average uh, ticket size is in the range of 25 to 30 lakhs 25, 30. Uh, sometimes we offer property loans also industrial for industrial properties there the average ticket is in the range of 50 to 60 lakhs Okay. So this segment, you will understand, it is very different from from what we are dealing with because there we are talking about very small customers and a ticket size of say four or five lakhs. And uh, but but like you said, I mean, there's something you're very bullish on. You're you're going to be yes. So this part of your strategy after your investment in this is not related to the investment in Kerala. No, capital. That no. Is, this is uh, of course it is part of our business plan which was given to the investor. But uh, this uh, we have been working on this product for more than two or three years right now, and uh, we have just completed one year and uh, 500 customers in this segment. We have served 500 customers. but even in if you even look at the normal segment uh, which you are in that's yeah. also is a huge if you're going to uh, tier 2 yes. tier 3 cities and if you are going yeah. to be uh, funding uh, that's a huge scale, uh, scale up which you're yes. going to be doing so right definitely so in existing segment also because the way uh, miss uh, leave aside current situation because current situation is that manufacturing is, is really facing challenges right now uh, overall in uh, auto engineering segment especially but otherwise the way manufacturing is going to grow for next 5 years it is a huge opportunity so uh, average growth rate even in the range of 20 to 25% if this uh, segment uh, sees it will be a fantastic opportunity for companies like efl 
now coming to lot of uh, you know you're doing lot of corporate uh, corporate responsibility work i myself was at one point of time a volunteer in a vision input school so you have uh, you're doing for example so you're contributing a lot towards uh, quality education for less yes. privileged that's one yeah. of your one of your uh, you know initiatives here uh, which which your flagship initiative with yan yeah. uh, as i correct and then you also have a tie up uh, with a non profit uh, in pune which very focuses education for uh, uh, you know uh, people with disabilities yes now this been a huge impact so now one of the recent now uh, ranking which world bank i think uh, came out with that 39% of the global population has no formal education yes. now, i think this is a huge yeah. uh, you know sgd also as a quality so uh, could you talk about um, how you going to you know uh, what's been the impact which you've you know uh, seen till now and what's going to be your future strategy specifically in uh, csrs okay. sector so uh, csr uh, has been part of our uh, company for quite some time even before it was made uh, mandatory uh, by the government no, yeah. uh, even before that we had started in our uh, small way uh, the project udan which uh, actually supports education of girl child uh, why we thought of that was um, actually there we are financing uh, the education of uh, uh, girl child of our customers workers so the uh, our customers are msmes but their workers are actually very uh, vulnerable in that sense so th- their daughters education we are sponsoring there so the reason for that was we wanted to work in our own uh, environment so our environment means uh, what our environment is msme customers and if we support their workers in terms of uh, girl child education we thought that that will create good impact the reason we selected girl child is also very specific generally uh, till 10th or 12th 12th the education is uh, free for girls and later on uh, actually the families don't make an effort to make them self sustainable they, uh, they don't uh, start get, get earning uh, at that level and generally then after that their parents start uh, to uh, looking for uh, marriage and they just marry them off yeah, so we, what we huge, yeah, yeah. so what we wanted to do was we wanted to see to it that we support these girls uh, till the time they actually uh, stand on their own so uh, we generally start after 10th or maybe we start from 8th standard of the girls and we um, take the responsibility of their entire education till they uh, get a uh, kind of employment okay. and it is not only a financial sponsorship uh, we uh, actually support them in terms of we have a lot of workshops for them we have mentoring mentoring I, programs I, I for them that. that's really interesting that i think is, the on, ongoing support which are yeah. giving so because otherwise so just uh, offering just a scholarship or offering just support for their education is not good enough because that uh, doesn't make the girls uh, sustainable, uh, sustainable you know, uh, later on and actually the saying which is very old saying it goes that if a girl gets educated the entire family gets educated so if you want to promote education actually what is most important is that girl is uh, made uh, aware of this the importance of education and actually she starts earning something so we, what we try to tell our customers is at least till the time uh, that girl gets employment you shouldn't marry her off that is very important so of course Uh, we sometimes see that still that doesn't happen and they get married quite early on but our effort is and uh, the program is at least a 3 or 4 year program till the time uh, they become that, that's very so there's a substantial uh, impact there uh, just to sort of you know you, uh, i i know about this uh, non profits uh, nivant and mukta yeah. because so yeah. i have actually gone there couple of times mm-hmm. they have a, i i was uh, I, uh, i was a volunteer at the pune vishlim oh. uh, pet school okay. so they have uh-huh. a tie up and i think and so uh, the uh, girls uh, the blind girls which we means especially yeah. because we have uh, taken it as a core that we will fund for girls education 
Nivedan. There also uh, we have sponsored a few girls and their education in the Nivanta and the Vikasala. So uh, the uh, you can say the urge to learn and to urge to prove themselves or themselves was even more than uh, regular girls. That is what we found out, and it was such a fantastic experience to hear from them that all of them they either wanted to get into government services, they wanted to become a radio uh, DJ or some such things. So we found that if we support them, it will definitely be very fulfilling, and I'm very happy that few of them have. Uh, Got into employment since we started. Oh yeah, I read about it. It's a fantastic achievement, yes, you know. Yes. Uh, that is uh, just also share a perspective. I recently read Abhijit Banerjee's new book, and mm. you rightly mentioned, uh, you know, women specifically uh, yes. face. Uh, but there's another story in one of the states where they don't let the guys get uh, the men, uh, you know, go for a higher education because uh -huh. they want them to be at home and help them. <laughs> so they're letting the women go. Oh, okay. uh, very interesting, uh, stunning, uh, you know. This uh -huh. uh, precisely what is happening, maybe. Uh, globally all over india but or maybe you know that's the journal mm -hmm. but there are certain specific cases where opposite okay. is also happening oh. right. <laughs> that is quite so, surprising yeah. i have not uh, heard about it at least <laughs> So and uh, so you have uh, quite a few another initiative now. Mita is uh, initiative in training social yes. entrepreneurship. Yeah. Now you're, you're, so I call myself a social entrepreneur. Just uh -huh. you know, started, Wonderful. but and I feel uh, this is a huge segment which is growing in India. Hmm. There are a lot of ways you can have social entrepreneurs who could be you know have some one of the most pressing problems. Yes, that's yes. what also United Nations is driving yeah. through the SGDs. You know, try or hmm. impact hmm. investors are coming in. So would you like to tell uh, what impact it's having and are you futuristic plans? You will try to sort of go into a different. Yeah. Yeah. So, idea with the uh, Meeta project was that uh, if we can uh, fund those machines which are used in uh, manufacturing sanitary pads, then uh, that actually becomes a self-sustaining yeah. unit. So, at least uh, four women can be can get uh, full-time employment there. And if you can tie tie them up with uh, their sales uh, initiative with uh, some of the other uh, NGOs, then that becomes a self-sustaining unit. So, that was the idea with which we started uh, uh, that, that project Meeta. And I think there is a lot of scope you can. Uh, you can do a lot in terms of uh, social entrepreneurship only thing is uh, means the little bit of challenge which i yeah. faced was that uh, it was hard to find uh, those kind of social entrepreneurs so finally what we did with this project was uh, we selected a few ngos and with their help uh, we actually got into those projects but the idea of developing social entrepreneurships means at least for a company like efl it was not very easy to find uh, those uh, social entrepreneurs and i think maybe there are a, there can be a few ngos who are uh, who can tie up uh, maybe those social entrepreneurs with companies who wants to support them through csr initiatives that will help a lot so our challenge was that basically at that time Even the startup funding nowadays, the startup yes. uh, you know plan uh, yeah. is also funding a lot. But I think entrepreneurship is going to be changing around the the whole world. There's a new segment starting yeah. where uh, where it, it remains to be seen. Yes, But of yes. course, there are a lot of uh, work happening for the less yes. privileged people, like you mentioned. All right. Uh, now, uh, when we when we were, I was coming to a lot of. Uh, Questions, of course. Then we'll come to uh, lastly. You know what is it driving you? Uh, when you look back over your journey, uh, which you started with electronica, uh, what do you think would have been uh, some of the key milestones, or you think the nudges which helped you go and succeed in uh, you know take those decisions, which were very critical at that point of time to reach where you are reaching today? 
so uh, i think uh, initially uh, the initial challenge was when i took over means um, so it was also quite long back now around 2003 4 when i took over the day to day operations of the company we were facing huge challenges in terms of uh, uh, non performing assets we had lot of defaulters in, in considering our size those days and uh, getting the control over uh, collections and recovery was i think one of the preliminary um, preliminary challenges which i faced and that developed me uh, definitely in in lending kind of a business because practically what happens is uh, uh collections and recovery is not very uh, it actually drains your energy as a, as a, as work it drains your energy so to get used to that was quite difficult for me it was definitely a change uh, change movement for me because uh, as a person i was not very uh, i was not very hard and i had to become hard because this work you cannot do otherwise this is a this is a hardcore <laughs> uh, finance work and which uh, which requires you to be really demanding so that was a huge uh, change for me and uh, i could do that that is why i could uh, go forward and uh, get the little bit success which i have achieved in this uh, other few milestones were there were various challenges because this industry as such goes through various ups and downs and uh, i myself i have three, seen at least three recession cycles yeah. so 2008 was, uh, yeah, was huge uh, when lemon brothers happened and that was that was the time when uh, things were so uh, volatile that we uh, decided that we will take a pause and we will stop lending for some time because the markets were uh, too volatile so these kind of situations have happened uh, reserve bank of india actually i don't know if you are aware but the policies change uh, very frequently so th- that we have to deal with and, and as a small company because our asset size is not comparable to larger nbfcs so for company our size uh, to adopt those changes is quite difficult but what but what i believe in is if you are uh, resilient and if you uh, cope up with the situation you change fast you take fast actions then you manage to survive and that is what we have done for more than 28 years now Yeah, you're not even survived. I, I think on a threshold of we have, for example, you had very prestigious uh, impact investors. You yeah. raised funding. Do you think there's been a perception change not only of India but also the UN drive in sustainability SDGs? Now the world is like looking very closely at you know what the good work yes. is being done specifically in sustainable space, and they are ready to fund you. Yes, and they are ready to you know be with you. Yes. definitely there the uh, now i think everyone is aware that uh, time is running out for us for us i mean for human race of course and uh, these initiatives now cannot take uh, back seat and i think uh, more than anything the developed world has uh, taken a focus on this and that is why there is a lot of uh, support which is uh, being offered uh, to companies like efl who uh, are trying to do uh, the, the work in uh, this this particular segment Okay. and you think uh, just before we go to last question uh, you think you're going to be coming out with something very specifically you know tuned for uh, green financing you're already doing it but uh, something more innovative which you think could be again a game changer in this space so the rooftop solar financing which yeah, i was which uh, talking about them, yeah. it is uh, for us right now it's a new initiative and okay. it is going to take lot of uh, Uh, time and effort for us to develop that as a new vertical but with uh, support from encourage capital i think we will be able to do it and um, as i mentioned earlier there are not many players right now in this segment so i think uh, uh, if you consider even uh, 
uh, industries which are into uh, services there because in uh, commercial for commercial spaces the power is actually much more costlier than than for manufacturing so across if we can uh, make this uh, make this change uh, because of course it is uh, kind of um, concept selling right now because many of the customers they are not aware also that if they put up a solar rooftop solar plant then they are they can save so much in, in terms so of so their electricity cost so it is kind of going to be a um, consulting work again for us to start with and it's a it's of course developing a market so the way we have developed the market in machinery finance i am quite hopeful that the same thing we will be able to do for uh, rooftop solar financing also so when you talked about in, uh, encourage capital what sort of support they are giving of course there's going to be a lot of management guidance here yes. uh, a lot of uh, ex- expertise in the subject matter expertise yes. is, is there anything there so uh, what we are working with them is uh, a few uh, a few organizations uh, especially us government organizations who can offer grant uh, for this project so developmental costs can be taken care of research uh, first research initial research can be taken care of in this another support which we are expecting from them is in terms of uh, expertise on uh, quality of solar products uh, which uh, which products we should finance and which we should not uh, these two definitely uh, will be a great help from them yeah, I, i think it's a great initiative and you have been the right space which is coming i think i think we are at the, because yeah, uh, three four years back actually we tried with uh, financing solar rooftop solar mm-hmm. but those, those days i think we were ahead of time because solar panels also were quite costly those days mm-hmm. so now the cost of solar panel is uh, come down mm-hmm. substantially and so it is now definitely more viable for the customers Yeah, I, I think you have been like ahead of the curve uh, for a very long period of time. I mean, a lot of <laughs> things which you have done as uh, unprecedented, at least by Indian standards. You've, you know, uh, you came to machine financing way long before you even thought that was would be a sustainable business. And you know, uh, so thanks. And now uh, we come to the last question. Mm-hmm. Um, lastly, yeah. would you like to you know share any ah moment, any moment which you think it could be one from your work experience, the yeah. other could be from any initiative which you've done in the uh, separately, you know, yeah. in a social or corporate responsibility, so which sort of brightens your day. Uh, which so, uh, uh, actually, uh, our uh, uh, vision is uh, creating success stories for businesses. um and i genuinely believe that we have helped thousands of customers in creating their success stories so when i whenever i am on the field and i visit uh, our customers i i like to do that and i do that quite often so when i meet them and when the customers tell me that because of uh, you we have uh, come to this level otherwise we wouldn't have survived that is the aha moment and i am fortunate to have uh, many such aha moments just to uh, na- name one uh, in just uh, last month we had a customer small customer get together here because we wanted to get uh, customers feedback on a new initiative which which we want to start and uh, one customer actually had uh, come here along with his two partners and he told me that uh, around 12 years back we financed him that time his annual turnover was 12 lakhs annually and we financed him his first machine today his turnover is 120 crores and that customer is so grateful that he told that um, i have got because you invited i have got all my partners and i am here because i wanted to thank you personally that because of you i have come to this level so this is the real aha i think and uh, this is what what keeps me going uh, i genuinely believe that we are making an impact where it is absolutely needed and that is a great satisfaction for me 
thanks thank you thank you shilpa you know you have shared your thoughts here giving time so like i said uh, electronica finance is not only a leader in visionary in enabling a sustainable social change and impact which you are doing here especially in the micro lending space but you are very innovative in using the tools you know uh, the way you've gone and uh, funded your business the way the thinking is coming on and you get getting the best business practices along i mean you're getting a global perspective you have some very powerful uh, you know one of the most dominant people like very prestigious like you said encourage capital uh, responsibility which is now you know would be also encouraging you guiding yeah. you in the path right so it was a absolute pleasure in meeting you and i really wish you the best i'm sure you'll be doing a fantastic job in the segment thank department. you very much and the uh, questions were quite <laughs> uh, quite elaborate and uh, thank you very much for giving this opportunity to me thank you ma'am thanks